This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome, everyone. It's the world famous Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. I'm Ben Rogers, joined by Jeff Skin, Wade, Jonathan Shippey, Shipman, Kevin, KT Turner. The pride and joy of only Texas. And hello, Metroplex. Welcome to the show. That, that never ends. That, that never do. ends. I, that Kawhi Leonard was incredible. You want to hear it? Welcome to the game. Is that what he said? Yeah. Okay. Did- hey, hey, hey. Welcome, Clipper fans, to the game tonight. Okay, hold on a second. Welcome, radio listeners, to the show today. Go back to the beginning because I think that that is the Kawhi Leonard version of Pedro going, hello? You know, from uh, Napoleon Dynamite, when he just gets out there in front of the crowd and he's got the mic and he goes, he goes, hello. I think that's Kawhi Leonard's version of that. And did you actually see the video of this, Ben, or did you just hear it? I watched it. So you saw him Mm. cup the mic like he was an early 90s rapper. What was he doing? So I think he was having a hard time hearing and he thought if he cupped the mic, he'd be able to hear better. It was the most awkward looking thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Like, why was he doing that? He was holding his giant claw mitt over... The other side of the mic, like it was somehow going to impact how this thing sounded. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, Clipper fans, to the game tonight. Dope. It's going to be a great season. We're we going to work hard every night. Oh, okay. And let's get it going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're a genius, Shippy. You are a genius. Well, that's what uh, happened last night. Kawhi Leonard did that. And then Kawhi Leonard had some sheer moments of brilliance as the Clippers, without their second best player, on borderline elite player, looked really incredible last night. Yeah, dude. How about that? No Paul George and still rolled? They got a good team, dude. I take that back. They got a great team. Um that's, I don't know that I think they're going to lead the Western Conference in wins because I do think there's going to be a lot of nights where, and I'm not talking about the start of the year, where Paul George and Kawhi Leonard aren't playing together. They're going to conserve those guys. But once they get to the postseason, if that team is fully healthy, they're far and away the toughest out. And I, I think the most lethal combo is LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But I just, the, the quality of that Clipper team and, man, someone tweeted this to me, and I hadn't really considered it. But So let's say Kawhi, which isn't outrageous, leads the Clippers to an NBA championship. He will have led two different teams and two different conferences to NBA championships in back-to-back years, and he will then, before the age of 30, have as many rings as LeBron has because he won two with the Spurs. He'll have two NBA Finals MVPs and maybe likely another one. And then we're sitting there talking about if we got to consider Kawhi the greatest player of his generation. 
because his resume will be off the freaking charts. All right, so I heard you on Sean and RJ because I was stuck in the worst traffic that's ever happened to a human. What happened, dude? What were you doing? Well, my I mentioned this in the mix. My wife is um, she's in charge of the ordering the printer ink. She's the office manager. Yeah. She does everything. We're we're and I'm I'm not being critical of her because without her we we're all homeless. We're my whole family's living under a bridge. Okay. Now we'd we we'd be making a lot of money on radio, but we'd still be living under a bridge just because we wouldn't be organized. But you would have so many incredible flashlights. Oh my god. And the yes. best printers money can buy. Yeah. You would have the normal Xerox office printer that's a big giant tank. You would have three or four of those underneath that bridge. Yes. So uh she just, you know, she just forgot to order ink for it. So I could have printed this document I needed last night. Instead, I had to get up and print it today, and she didn't uh, have ink so we couldn't print mm-hmm. so then i started calling everyone i know in my neighborhood to because now i have to have them print this highly confidential document and i can't get a hold of anybody and then finally i got a hold of my brother and now it's my brother in so arkansas i have to tell him why my brother uh, lives in my neighborhood oh yep 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 so i had to tell him why I'm, i need this and you that in arkansas? takes a while i feel like you guys are stupid <laughs> um but I don't mean anything bad by that. I just mean you should seek help immediately right. or have somebody watching over you. I'm kind of dumb. And and so uh, so anyways, uh, it ended up delaying my departure from Light Farms. Now, if I can beat traffic, no problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, you move out there, you get a lot more house, yada, yada, yada. It takes me about 42 and a half minutes usually. Okay. Okay. 42 and a half minutes. That's if pretty the, good, dude. If there's no traffic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If there's traffic, it takes me three days. An hour. <laughs> You're uh, counting on a lot of people uh, to throw a perfect game. Right? So we walk out there and Ben's packing camping supplies to go to work. Meanwhile, Broadus is like the uh, traffic expert here. So <laughs> this is like the game of telephone. So Skin goes, hey, you should call Broadus and get a traffic update. I'm like, okay. I go, did you talk to Broadus? He goes, no, I heard him. He texted Sean. And Sean said it on the show. So so then I start hollering at Broadus. I'm texting Broadus. Sure enough, he's giving me all these trades. He's like, yeah, you're going to want to go a different route. There's a tremendous... Back up southbound around the gallery. I'm like, okay. You've been watching Tollway film. So I cut over on the George Bush and then uh, Waze, the app is like, oh my God, dude, you're screwed. <laughs> Don't try to go to 75. You need to cut down Preston. So there I am at the George Bush and Preston Stop trying lights. to get to basically fits you in 75. And it was hell. And then I got into the area of town that was impacted by the tornado. Oh. So there's still police cars blocking off streets and yep. trees down and Good God, man, that thing was just terrible. And um, anyways, it took me, uh, I think, 25 to 30 minutes to go the last seven miles. So I got here. I apologize for being late, but it's my wife's fault. By the way, did you guys see on the uh, the tornado stuff at night when you see a picture of the city of Dallas uh-huh. and it you can see the area where that the tornado went because there's no lights? Oh, wow. So I'm not. It, it's just wiped out. And again, it's like I said, when I saw the tornado in Moore, Oklahoma, I mm-hmm. flew over it in a plane many mm-hmm. years ago, and it did look like a path of destruction. It looked like a giant finger just went through the earth, just through a, you know, like you're drawing up a play in the sandlot on a football field and some dirt. And there's no rhyme or reason to the way it goes. But if you want to find a little bit of humor in this world, if you're just looking for a silver lining in this, you can look at several of the weathermen mm-hmm. were showing the path that the tornado went. Did you guys see that? Is it a dong path? It's it's a dong path. And so I don't know why they have to do it like this. They have to. They set up to where it emanates from their waste region. 
And then it just goes upward, and it's clearly... And then when they draw on at the end of that where the rain is happening... It's like, man, I don't understand why you guys aren't aware of this. Rain is splashing it's down like, right here gonna, in this but, far uh, east region. They're very aware of it. But last night was incredible. Awesome to have the NBA back, and it was fantastic that it was L.A. versus L.A. It's the Western Conference Finals, and you know everybody's buzzing. Everybody's talking about it. But I'm, I'm sorry, man. I don't... Tonight, Ma- are you kidding me? Mavericks basketball with Luka and Porzingis finally regular season, season. Uh, going against the World Series. Mm-hmm. The Astros, who cares? I, I hate the Astros. I want nothing good to happen to the Astros. I, w- I don't even want to tune in to watch them burn down. I don't want to see the Nationals beat them. I'm so all in on Dallas Mavericks basketball this year, I can't even begin to tell you. No, I hear you, man. Uh, I am really excited by the prospect of the Nationals beating the Astros, but... I'm not going to be focused on that when there's NBA basketball on. That's my favorite sport. I'm going to be super dialed in on it. And my favorite team is playing tonight as the Mavericks play the Wizards. And the Wizards are going to be a bad team. And uh, I think they are dealing with a lot of injuries. I haven't seen the injury report today. But like a lot of their important players, and they don't have that many of them. They're just Bradley Beal, right? They're just Bradley Beal. But even like... You know, hey, uh, John Wall's hurt all year. Let's bring Isaiah Thomas in and resurrect him. He had a, a thumb thing. They got a lot of injury problems. And so this could be one of those nights where if the Mavericks are as dialed in as they're supposed to be, you might be able to just flip it over and watch the final three innings of the World Series because this may be Rowdy McRout route. Now, I have to go out there and do it, but I just am so excited to see this thing that we've talked about conceptually for the last couple months and that is the offensive machine and all the ramifications of putting Luca and Porzingis on the floor together. By the way, no Dwight Powell. I've talked a lot about what he means as a role guy. So Maxi will very likely start for the first two games. I think Dwight Powell's also been ruled out for the New Orleans game Friday. But it's just it's it's we've been waiting for so long. It truly is Christmas morning, and we got the best gift ever to unwrap. If you're a Maverick fan, this is going to be a blast to watch this team play. It's going to be really incredible. Very close. So I think also if you go to 1053thefan.com, there's a little Mavs predictions article that yep. our web guy Josh Clark put up. Yep. And I think it's very uh, it's very interesting if you take a look. So Skin, you and Bassick both have them at 45 wins. Okay. Two noted homers. Jeff and Corey both have them at 44. Hagee, Jared, and Choppy. Well, hold on. Hold on. Kavanaugh has them at 44? Yeah. I like that. And he's got them sneaking in as the eight seed. Out of boy, Kavanaugh. Uh, I love the optimism. Jared and Choppy, both at all, th- or all three at forty-two wins. Okay, missing the playoffs. Yep, I have them at forty-three and missing the playoffs as right. the nine seed. All that's fair, I think. And uh, but I think Josh has them at forty-four wins. But I think I I brought this stat up a couple of times. Wait. Am I the highest at forty-six? Or is uh, anybody as high as me? No one is. Donny did Donny say fifty-five? Donny had fifty-five. Fifty-five. Um, Ben, I don't see yours on here. Oh, really? Yeah. It was it. Did you have to? Somebody. Did you have to send it in from your printer? Yeah, I tried to print that out. Oh God, let me call my wife. You need to get under that bridge and get your Maverick yeah. predictions. My sweet wife. Uh, by the way, go go ahead, KT. Before I tell you about my sweet yes. sweet wife. Yes, well, I'm more interested in the foreplay leading up to your sweet sweet yeah. life is that yeah. the Mavericks have the easiest schedule for the remainder of October and the month of November, mm-hmm. so, based on last year's record. Based on last year's record, yep, but yep, the yep. easiest schedule. And just looking at it, you know. And but, and, but and, the point is, it gets way harder. Yeah, the more you go in, and this team always seems to start slow in this modern they have era. Have to start fast, and it's yeah. good that they're playing a tr- crappy team tonight. No, you're right, KT. In the modern, in the the Luca era, and even the Dennis Smith Jr. era, and going back, they had 
favorable schedules early and they didn't take advantage of it. And then you get behind the eight ball and it's the Western Conference. You're like, oh, crap, we got no chance. They have to. Have to, have to, have to. I think I was looking at their first nine games. I'm going, man, if, if a Maverick fan, if you think you want them in the playoff picture, don't be uh, hesitant to go, hey, we need to go six and three here. That's the way you need to look at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. The only team that's you know going to be way better than they were last year on that easy part of the schedule is the Lakers. Um, but but that's the way you need to feel about this team. You need to feel about them as, hey, this is a team that could make the playoffs, and if this team could make the playoffs, then I think uh, it's not outrageous to go 6-3 and three in the first nine. But I guess we'll see how it all shakes out, and we'll talk about it with Mark Cuban coming up here in 45 minutes, Ben. All right, coming up next on the Ben and Skin Show. KT will take us inside the Cowboys numbers. Yes, we got some good stats for you. Next, right here on 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, you can always text in on the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text 877-881-1053. Blah, <laughs> Ben. The Radio.com app just had a Staples ad for a new printer. That's too effing hilarious. Tolo Todd in Irving. No doubt, Tolo Todd and Irving will be at Faniversary this Saturday. It is the 10-year anniversary of the station. Huge party out yeah, at Texas. Was. I can't either, Bart. A uh, huge party out at Texas Live. It is weird just calling someone Bart, isn't it? Yeah. Just Bart. Uh, 12 to 4. Please join us Saturday afternoon out there at Texas Live. It is going to be stellar. Uh, this Brett Favre audio is really good to get into. We'll do that coming up in 20 minutes and do... All the stories in the NFL as we go around the NFL. The poised. I know, but we're going to really dial in here and be poised and get into some Cowboys numbers, KT. Inside the Cowboy numbers, always a fun segment in a sense. Um, Here are their takeaways by week. Two. By the counting numbers, maybe. Zero. One, one, zero, one, four. So after a four turnover, uh, four takeaway week, where does that put them in terms of league lead in takeaways? Because okay. they were hovering around that 25-26 area. Where are they at now the, after a big four-turn uh, four takeaway week? And now the Patriots going into this week, I think, had 14 interceptions, and I think they had nine interceptions of Darnold. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're, they're sure. still going to be a million miles ahead of the uh, the Cowboys. But And the Cowboys could have had five. Sean Lee dropped that one. That's why he's a linebacker, not a tight end. Almost cut him. Um, but uh, I would say that the, that that improves the Cowboys' fate. I think they probably moved up to 21st. They're, I was, I was going to say 17 or 16. They're now, yeah, middle of the pack at nine <laughs> uh, with Baltimore. With ninth? The, with the Saints. Who, ninth in the league? Or uh, nine no, turnovers? right in the middle of the pack. The oh. Nine turnovers. So right around 16th or 17th. Uh, maybe some ties make it a little different. Uh, the teams they had the same t- takeaways as is the Saints is, is one of them that stands out. So And they gave the Saints a bunch of takeaways. So they're, aren't they flat? They're middle of the league there. Or, but aren't they flat? Don't they have like uh, nine takeaways and nine giveaways or something like that? Uh, the Cowboys are flat. Yeah. Yes. They're flat. Uh, three interceptions, six fumbles. 
Um, and they have given the ball away with Dax thrown seven interceptions, and then they fumbled twice. Zeke and Witten, Witten. All in the in same game, game, yeah, in one game. So I thought that was interesting. They got a little don't, little bump there. You don't you think though? Like okay, we're we're dealing with a seven game sample size. I do think that if you pulled it out at the end of the year and you looked at all these teams and the teams that were within plus one or minus one or flat with their turnovers mm-hmm. would probably be eight and eight teams. It is yeah. far and away the most telling stat in football. Third down percentage, all right? So this is where I now, again, I, this is not dominant defense. It's still probably not what we thought they would be, maybe. They're not, but, to me, they're not anywhere close. But, again, as I mentioned before last week's game, they came into the game as a top 10 team in points per game and yardage per game defensively. Mm-hmm. Here is the, how they stack up on third down percentage over the last three years. In 2017, they were 29th. In 2018, they were 27th, hovering around 42, 43%, is okay, it, which is not good on third down. Right, right, right. This year, they are second in the league on defensive third down at 26%. Is that right? Yes. They That's are getting, really impressive. They're getting off the field more than we think they are. They Just because game flow and turnovers are the only reason this team is not Six and one or five. No, and two. I agree. And by game the flow, only reason as part of your quote unquote game flow, wouldn't you throw turnovers uh, into that? Tur- yeah. Well, yeah. also, but but penalties. Penalties, sure. I mean, that's Absolutely. that'll ruin your game flow. Uh, oh, guys, it's second or first and twenty. But you're telling me that's the third, uh, the second best team in the NFL this year, getting off the field on third downs. It's good. I I just think it's uh it's interesting. Now maybe I guess one way to skew those stats. If the Saints in that game, we talked about the, the Cowboys didn't get that many possessions because the Saints kept the ball and they couldn't get off the field. Mm-hmm. Well, were the Saints converting on second downs, converting yes, first downs, right, and right, avoiding right. third downs? Right. So it's still a small sample size at 80 third down opportunities. It's a great trend to have, though. But, man, you, you start to stack it up. They're right on pace for the same amount of attempts on third down as the last couple of years. And aren't they really good with scoring defense? Oh, top 10. Yeah. Top 10 in the league. Which you care more about that stat than yeah. anything else. And for instance, in last week's game against the Eagles, the Eagles were three for nine on third down. So, yep. you know, not very good. Nope. Um, another thing I I thought I wanted to throw out you guys, we, Jerry had that clip where Jerry was talking about, um, he was talking about basically uh, 22 million eyes on that game the other night. And we were going, is he talking about 22 million eyes on the game? What was he talking about? I'm still not sure. Like, I'm still not convinced that he was saying 22 million eyes on the game. There were Although the so number many... came out that it was 21.5. Yeah. We yeah. got a lot of text messages. I mean, from tons of different people. And I hadn't seen the stat, KT. So you're saying that it did come out 21 and a half? Yeah. Yeah, he rounded up. He's Jerry. So, so far, okay, season to date, week seven, NFL programs are all of the top 30 broadcast on TV. And they are 34 of the top 35 tele- uh, telecasts through the year. 34 of the top 35. All football games. All right? Oh, God. Now, 35th on that list. Do you guys want to guess what program that the is? Bachelor. It's, a little, it's not li- The Bachelor. Little Sheldon. It's not that. It's more uh, newsworthy. Stars Live. Ooh, oh, Stars Live. Not yeah. Stars Mavs Live. Mavs pregame. Oh, yeah. Not quite. By the way, one hour from the plaza tonight. Stars ben After Live. Clock that tap, top 30. Yep. It is. Uh, with, wait, wait. Oh, it's newsworthy? Yeah. The Voice. Hmm. Not newsworthy. Uh, Nightline. Oh, no. the wedding! The wedding between Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani on The Voice. Sixty minutes. That's happening. Oh, sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. It's not sixty minutes. Dang. Dang it, Shippy. Sixty does a bad seconds. Guess. That's news. Now this game we're playing right now is called Sixty Guesses. <laughs> okay, we get sixty game. guesses. Yeah, we're each. seven in, right? Yeah, I think six. It's not a rerun of King of the Hill. 
Uh, oh, that's oh, not news uh, related. What was that show with all those people in white smoking cigarettes and acting weird and it had Jennifer Aniston? On HBO? Old, yeah. Jennifer Aniston wasn't even she in wasn't it. No, no her husband was. Oh, uh, the leftovers? Yeah, the leftovers. Yeah, they got a divorce. Leftovers. Wait, wait, hold on. Was it broadcast or was it... Uh, oh, yeah, it was broadcast live on ABC now. with 13 million. Hmm. It was the Democratic candidate debate. Oh, yeah, we're going to have more please of those coming Don't out. mention that, please. Top three, Packers-Cowboys, 25 million. God, KT's Number two, politics. Giants-Cowboys, 24.3 million. You just Number lost three, Cowboys-Saints, 24.2 million. That's just, it's unstoppable. Jerry's talking about the leftovers for everyone else. Hey, sorry, <laughs> we just took all the ratings. Y'all can have the leftovers. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love you, Jerry. You guys want some of this? Jerry and Steven and Jerry Jr. all in white, smoking cigarettes, <laughs> looking at the rest of the television programming. I'm going to take some of the pie right here. <laughs> Do we ever figure out the news? It was the Democratic oh. debate 25th. Oh, I know what all right. you're on. So now we have, <laughs> we've talked about Cowboys, uh, both Robert Quinn and Demarcus Lawrence, how much they've been getting double teamed. There's a new little stat graph thing that came out, and it's basically combining how much they've been double teamed, Quinn and Tank, against how well they've been winning those battles. Oh. And, guys, I have something to tell you. Robert Quinn wins battles? Two of these guys are in the top five. Oh! Tristan Hill. Clowney's getting double teamed more than anyone at 31%. What a badass. J.J. Watt. At 30%. I, JJ, I saw his phone getting double teamed. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, JJ. It was. Wow. was good sport. Holy but her issues. eyes, too. Yeah. Both of her eyes were locked in on that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting that Watt and Clowney lead in Houston just couldn't make it work with Clowney. Well, wasn't that kind of the same thing? I mean, the Cowboys have their ends both getting doubled a lot. They're not really getting a lot of pressure. That's a good point. Or are they getting a lot of pressure? Oh, actually, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I he trusting. flipped it on its script. Yeah, well done. Uh, but then <laughs> Tank and Quinn right there. Quinn winning more than any other edge rusher. Okay. When you, double teamed. Got to get him locked up, dude. Like when we talked to Stephen Jones the other day, when we were like, hey, is the bye week an opportunity to sign some guys? And he mentioned Dak and Amari. And I was wanting him to mention Quinn. Mm-hmm. We brought it up to him before. I don't, I, you know, I don't know if he's going to break the bank. If he, I mean, he, he had, you know, he obviously missed a few games. But if you take away the games he missed and you extrapolate his numbers, mm-hmm. he's on like an eighteen or nineteen sack pace. Which, by the oh, way, yeah. he did have that one year for yeah. the Rams. Now he was a much younger man, but that happened. Well, at twelve o'clock today on the Ben and Skin Show, you will have um, a very good heated discussion. Who should the Cowboys franchise tag? I, I want to go back Quinn to the, or Byron. I want to go back to the today. initial premise where you said there's a new stat graph thing that just came out, yeah. and that was the only context. <laughs> no for one it. really has a, a, a. Well, there was context came after that, but you didn't say where it was from or what we were looking at. Really. I didn't figure it was a good idea to attribute this to anyone. So it could be Choppy just wandered in and said, "Bro, well, these one of guys those are... uh, football nerd guys." Put okay, it up. got it. All right, snap count from last week. Cheeto continues to dominate all cornerbacks in uh, in snap counts. Hey, they're never taking him off the field. This is all right, guys. What snap count do you want to go on? <laughs> Wait, what? What was that from? <laughs> Byron had fifty-eight. <laughs> Jordan Lewis played forty-two snaps, which is more than his entire Cowboy career. I would imagine. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I think we just found what Garrett is in charge of. He's not in charge of the offense, the defense, or the special teams on game day. This is all he contributes. All right, guys, what snap count do you want to go on? <laughs> He's in a he just, giant auditorium. He's seven. He's That's clapping. him. That's it. It was a quiet moment at AT&T. It's like, guys, what snap count? They're like, shut up. 
Let us run the offense. <laughs> All right, guys, I want to be involved. Snap you want to go on? <laughs> and guys, I also have some splash plays for you. You guys a big fan of splash plays? Uh, sure, I think they're good. Yep. Who's your leader in splash plays with the update here? D-Law. It is still Demarcus Lawrence at 14 and a half. He's running away from the pack. Van Der Esch and Quinn in second place at 11. They're trying to chase him down, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they're going to be able to make it. Uh, did you guys see the story of the MU that got loose in Minnesota? MU? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's what that's I, called. That's not what that's called. That's I, I read call this him. book because I wanted to read it. <laughs> <laughs> what because a weird brag. I don't. I never. Liked, it was comfortable calling an emu. I mean, that's very much. I drew the duck blue because I wanted to see a blue duck. <laughs> I read this book because I wanted to read it. And then he just walked out of the room holding a book. Thank you, Miss Lippy. Yeah, he's finding all these old Garrett drops. <laughs> Pretty good. Where are you finding these? Man, I have so many drops that I don't use that are just sitting here. You need to get organized over there, Shippy. Before I sneak off to the emu story. Uh, from the 615 Autoflex Leasing Fan Text, 877-881-1053. Who would you guys rather franchise between Amari, Quinn, Amari Cooper or Robert Quinn? Uh, I would rather yeah. franchise Quinn because the Cooper franchise is more. And, and because Cooper's 24 or mm-hmm. 25 or right. however old he is. But if it comes down to you lose one, like if you can't get deals done with either and you franchise one to keep one, then you keep Amari. Oh, yeah. Because Amari's yeah. way more important. Agreed. I think so. Well, I mean, well, I feel, well, you know, who's more tease replaceable? Tease to noon. Tease to noon. Yeah, tease tease to noon. noon. Come on, Kevin. Kevin? Yes. You want to yeah. do this emu story? Kevin. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to say it. I went right. through an emu phase. In Is it an emu? Emo. <laughs> emu. Oh. Emu. Shippy was emoting everywhere, looking like an ostrich. Okay. Time out. Emu pronunciation. It's emu. You think it's emu? I think so. Or is I think it it's, emu? I think it's emu. Emu? Shippy, can you find a pronunciation for emu and play it <laughs> yeah, over the air? Yeah, see if Siri will tell us. Emu. Milk. Deputies Milk. in Minnesota say they're searching for a habitual runaway emu. Emu. <laughs> it's not an emu. Milk. Milk. Wait, you're, it's a cereal runaway bird? <laughs> he runs away Milk. a lot. Can Habit- you drink emu habitually. milk? Yeah. Emu. Yeah! Oh, emu. Good job, Shippy. Uh, thanks. Uh, 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 uh. Who was that emu. guy? That was a uh, Hal 9000. Hang out with him. Now, emu. they said that the emu disappeared with another emu and a dog <laughs> for a weird threesome. What a ragtag gang that is. It says, emu number one and his dog accomplice turned themselves in without incident. Emu two... Had other plans is now running at large in Minnesota. <laughs> what are you? Okay, He's what on are you the supposed, loose. Hold on. What are you supposed to do if you're just walking down a side street and a bird just walks by in a different direction, kind of skittishly looking over its bird shoulders? <laughs> He's got tiny legs and a big old beer belly like an emu does. It's wearing a wig to they, disguise itself. Sir, they don't drink beer. <laughs> I think they do. They're mean, man. Growing up in the country, that we had, there was a. A neighbor on one of the side roads there, you know, not really neighbor, but you know, oh, just, no. and there's kind of all all neighbor neighbors, and they had a they had a, an ostrich farm, and you'd go up to the you you'd go up to the fence and those things and stare you right in the eye, and they'd start. I feel like you're, like, like wait, a hummingbird. If we were to comment on that neighbor, you'd tell us they're dead now. Uh, well, because most of your stories passed. end in death. Yes, time has passed since then. <laughs> You are so. a big proponent of the death story. What is time? Do not approach the subject as he may be violent. Armed and dangerous? This emu has a gun? 
Oh my God, dude! They'll they'll straight peck your eyeballs out, dude. Dang, well, I've seen it happen. Wow. <laughs> How much do you pay for that website? It's uh, I've got unlimited access because of some other websites I have access to. Now here's where I bought a bundle package. Here's where the bad journalism comes into play, guys. Oh, no. read the last paragraph for you. Shots fired. A woman wrote back to say she had seen the emu on Benton County Road 66 Sunday morning. He's a respected journalist. Quote: Scared the crap out of me. Kylie Pozorski said. Another person wrote that he hoped deputies find the MU and the owner gets her back. Quote, sounds like a foul situation, the okay, person said. Okay, all right. Didn't need it. The person didn't come yeah. up with a pun when interviewed by the news. They did. Uh, no, they didn't. They said, hey, look, if you get up and get a bird's eye view of this situation, right. you'll see that it's very tricky. <laughs> she was bird dogging that story, <laughs> just waiting to find it. Now they need to hatch a plan. You know, yeah. to get the because they have huge eggs, or they can't expect it to work out yeah. the way oh, they want it to. That was excellent. Exactly. <laughs> oh, get a, crack open the case, you know, and right. then <laughs> I don't, I don't get, get that. Like one. an emu, What's like a bird one? pops no. up out of the egg. It cracks open. Exactly. Wasn't very good. And those are inside the cowboy numbers. All yeah. Right. Thank you, Kevin. And Woo! now it's time for a tease. Coming up next, we will go around the NFL as Brett Favre weighs in on this ghost situation with Sam Darnold. That's next. Why, thank you, Shippy. Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for rolling with us today. God, what an action-packed day. So and much excitement. you don't even know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I can make your butt clap. Is that what the lyrics are? I think so. <laughs> All right, let's uh, fire up some NFL music there, Shippy, as we ponder like, like those song. lyrics. Man. And uh, let's get into some of the best NFL stories of the day, including seeing ghosts. Senior Darnold having a hard time. Expected to miss a little practice today or this week because he needed to have his toenail removed after the game. Oh, no. What? He had to get his toenail ripped off. As a punishment for playing so bad? Removed. <laughs> now, the audio that went viral, Shippy, if you could fire that off. Here is Tom, uh, Sam Darnold mic'd up on Monday Night Football. Seen ghosts. <laughs> Where was he when he said that? Just kind of on the bench. Just by himself? I think he was. Yeah. Please. I think he was uh, talking to a therapist. <laughs> Wait. Whoa. Is this the clip I saw of him on the sideline doing some pottery? <laughs> yes, okay. exactly. All right, I did see this. Exactly. Swayze showed up. It was real weird. Oh, dude. And uh, the, what's, the weird twist was at the end, Darnold was dead. He oh. was. That's why he was seeing the ghost. Sorry to ruin it if you haven't yeah, seen the spoiler game. Spoiler alert. Sorry. I, I mean, the, the, lead was, the, the lead was buried that everyone was like, whoa, Whoopi Goldberg's back. I haven't seen her in years. Look it up, kids. It's the movie Ghost. Who's Whoopi Goldberg? Be a great idea so, for a burger named Whoopi Goldberger. <laughs> Did she invent the Whoopi cushion? The Jets are mad that the seeing ghost comment got on the air. Um, now, he agreed to wear the microphone, and then Monday Night Football crew, it's its really the NFL Films uh, crew, well, they're, they, they're, there's a certain agreement where if it's something hurtful to that person's reputation, mm -hmm. then you don't air it. Right. And NFL Films went with it. Okay. Went and put on the air. So... They're mad. My understanding is it was not ESPN's choice. This was an NFL Films type thing. I have uh, a question. Mm -hmm. No one from the Jets was there? What do you mean? I just know every time with the Mavericks, when Coach is mic'd up or J.J. Barea is mic'd up, Sarah Melton would spend that game in the truck with a person from the NBA. So there was a representative from yeah. the team and a representative from the league 
so that TV producers weren't just doing whatever they wanted. Well, there was two filters for the NBA. Now, the NFL is an even more massive operation. If you're telling me that someone, that the Jets organization knew their quarterback was mic'd up and they didn't have anybody in there to oversee that, yeah, that's, that's a pilot error because I just know from my own experience – Teams that have their stuff together send a representative to triple make sure. This isn't let's look in live on an open mic. This is looked over before it makes the air. And the article I read about this, the NFL Films representative, it's just probably an understanding. And I I get what you're saying. The NBA's double foolproof on this. But it sounds like it's just kind of protocol. There's always an NFL Films representative on on hand. Now, here is Adam Gase, the head coach. Here's his comments and sharing his frustration about that comment getting out there. That was one of those things that was really disappointing to, to hear about after the game. I don't know if I've ever seen that, where somebody that was mic'd up was, was basically, you know, a comment like that was allowed to be aired. It bothers me. It bothers the organization. I mean, obviously, we're going to be looking hard in, into, you know, our cooperation going forward. I'm sorry, but they're making it worse. Like they're, you need they're to let it go away. They're reacting to the reaction, but they're making it worse by saying, "Oh my God, this is so damaging. We should have never let it hit the air." No, it's not damaging. A young quarterback's going up against the best defense. Move on. But to act like this is damaging to the organization, they're making it worse. I think he also said um, that it, you heard it. It gives us pause to really cooperate anymore with the league. And he said, I don't know how we would allow our franchise quarterback to be put out there like that. I agree with you, Skin. The best thing they could do is shut up. Because for them to come out and go, oh, uh, why did you share with the world that our quarterback's soft and he's seeing ghosts? <laughs> now everybody knows he's a P. Right. What the God, guys? Why'd you do that? Hey, sorry, Sam. They let everyone know you're a P. We'll handle this. We have yeah, been hiding P. his delicate psyche for a year now. And you guys just <laughs> exposed what a fraud he is. I don't know how we recover from this. (laughs) You jerks. I saw the DBs, though, after the game uh, for the Patriots. They're going, what? He said what? He really said that? (laughs) He said that on the record? Wow. They are reacting. Here's what I think. And I could be way wrong. I think someone from the Jets was there, and they didn't think it was that big of a deal. And now there's all this reaction, and they are freaking out. Oh, they're freaking out to the reaction. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is a tweet from Le'Veon Bell after the game. The NFL screwed Sammy over. There's not one player in the NFL who's cool with having every sideline convo broadcasted to millions of people. There's a reason we've never heard of other quarterbacks frustrated on the sideline like that before. That's crazy. Yeah, because the team representative is in there shutting it down, you morons. At NFL did Sam dirty as hell. Well, I think also there's not that many quarterbacks who are going to say that. Young <laughs> young quarterbacks. They really call him Sammy? Sammy. Do you guys realize this guy enough. looked like Joe Montana against the Cowboys? <laughs> So this, what do you know? What's happening here? I don't know. How to this is embarrassing that. for the Cowboys' defense. The Cowboys need to have a representative at the next yes. Jets game yes. to make sure that Sam Darnold yeah. doesn't expose what a fraud he is, which right. exposes the Cowboys yeah. for being horrible. The Cowboys need to release a statement and go, God, guys, why did you, why did you release the audio of him saying he's seeing ghosts, <laughs> which now makes our guys look like the frauds that they are. <laughs> <laughs> Why, guys, sorry, you're frauds. We got this. We won't let anybody else call you out as frauds. We know you're frauds, but we're 
pissed about this because now you're getting called out for being the frauds you were. Right. Uh, or are you saying, I'm seeing grass against the Cowboys on this open land to just <laughs> throw it. Yeah. Um, hey, KT, this is uh, in the Autoflex Leasing Fantex, 877-881-1053. Have y'all not heard what Favre said? Well, that's a very interesting observation. Here is what Brett Favre said on SiriusXM. That's a term that Mike Holmgren would say to me quite often in my first uh, one, two, three years with the Packers. It, it, it's not a new uh, term. Uh, quite frankly, I'm not surprised. Um, a young player, quarterback especially, will have a tendency to see ghost. You know, he's going to see more ghost. And, you know, over time, the, the thought is that you see less and less and you become very familiar with your offense. And I think that's something that, that's often overlooked. I mean, this is a new offense to him. If you take that out of context... You're going, wait. Hey, hey, Favre's talking about ghosts? Sometimes you got to tell Bruce Willis you're seeing ghosts on bootlegs, <laughs> comebacks, poise. screens. Why did he name poise as a route? Um, so basically he's saying that one of the innate skills that makes a quarterback great is also schizophrenia. Yeah. You know, he's going to see more ghosts. <laughs> okay, I or would, clairvoyance. Uh, so the guy who's texting in, and it's a great question, um, didn't the, the Jets kind of – go against that narrative of whatever Brett Favre is saying here by freaking out. Yeah. I mean, Favre is saying it very, hey, everyone talks like this. The Jets are saying, nobody talks like this. So now we have a battle of organizations. The mid-90s Packers versus the current Jets. Who is being more honest? 877-881-1053. I just saw on a a headline on ESPN, Alfred Morris signing with the Cardinals. Huge. So that's pretty awesome. Great for him. Also wanted to play this audio from Greg Olson the other day. Greg Olson was on the uh, broadcast on Fox of the Cardinals and Giants game. And he pops on on the pregame show. It's a very delicate situation that they let him do this, but I think it's cool that that he's allowed to do it. So during his bye week, he goes and does a game. Uh, and he's going to be a broadcaster one day. So just get some reps. It's a pretty cool way to spend your bye week. I think it's great. All right. They should play that Miami rap. Well, he goes on, and I just want you to, to imagine, let's say Witten was doing this on Fox. This is why I want to go back to 2016, and let's say Witten was doing that during the bye week. And Witten goes on the pregame show, and they say, Romo, because Greg Olson is asked, what do you do here with Kyle Allen in there? Do you, do you put Cam Newton in the game? And how does Greg Olson handle this? Wow. You guys are... Really put me on the spot here before my, my big call in this game. You're making me nervous. But, uh, you know, listen, here's the reality. We all know the, the elephant in the room, and that's the dynamic with Cam coming back off, you know, off being injured for the last few weeks. Kyle, obviously, is 4-0, has kind of rallied us to this point going into the bye. The reality is everyone in our organization, myself included, I'd be at the top of the list, understand what Cam has meant and still continues to mean to this organization, to this team. Um, He's elevated a lot of guys' careers, including my own. And then at the same time, we have a young quarterback who's just done an unbelievable job stepping in in a difficult situation, limited experience, and has won four in a row. So we take it as a good situation. Until Cam is back on his feet, running around in in the Cam that we're used to, we're going to keep rolling with Kyle, but I know once Cam is back and he has his legs under him, you know, he's still that MVP caliber guy that we've seen over the years, and it's just a matter of getting healthy. And, and when he's back, we have a hard decision to make. But until then, uh, we're going to keep rolling with what, what's working and, uh, and just wish Cam a, a speedy recovery. We want to get him back as soon as we can. That's an incredible answer. Yeah. Great job. What a badass. Now, I know they told him in advance they were going to ask him that, but I wonder if he didn't say, hey, guys, I want to address this. Like, because they don't, yeah. they don't just, I really would be, was that on the set or was that in the booth? He was in the booth and this was during the pregame show. Yeah. 
But so, he was in the booth because he was not allowed to go down on the field yeah. uh, and talk to players. Right. Okay. I can tell you I got a little bit of uh, insight into into this world mm-hmm. when, uh, and God, Skin, you have a ton of insight into it actually being on broadcast. But I, in, in terms of how professional athletes are viewed in this regard, when Romo went through what he went through and when Witten went through what he went through, and I know that Romo told Witten, listen, the number one thing they're going to be worried about is that you won't be critical of your colleagues. Mm-hmm. You won't be critical of guys that are in the league. And so that's a huge test for him, and he passed it. He was willing to be honest and, and forthright. And I know that those those guys who hire those former athletes, that's their biggest fear, that they're going to just get in and be scared to say anything. I bet he was uh, – I bet he asked to be asked that question. That would be my guess. Well, it's a good play for him. So here's what's happening right now. Uh, it's not final yet, so the XFL is going to be starting up in February. They're going to have 10 games, and they're all on big networks. Fox, ABC, FS1, all on big networks, okay? And it was previously reported that the lead XFL broadcast team would be Kurt Menefee and Joel Klatt, who's the number one college guy for I Fox. saw that, yeah. But I don't know if that's final or not. For its number two team, the New York Post is reporting, they want an up-and-coming play-by-play guy because they need depth at play-by-play. Okay. So, Ted Emmerich. There you go. And then, uh, or Jared Taylor, Both by the of way. them. Or, uh, and they also want to get a player in the league now. Greg Olson. Who, could they, who they could groom. But Greg Olson, to me, what I would do if I was ESPN and need to fix Monday Night Football, I'd find a good play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds easy, right? And then... Throw a rock. Greg Olson. Okay. And then I would get someone on, uh, on defense. I would have a three-man booth. But Greg Olson can handle the light stuff. He can be a funny guy. So I would have him in offense. I would get a defensive player and who's not Boog, you know, mm-hmm. and someone better. And I would just try to make that work. I think that's, that's what I'd like for him to do because he's going to be good enough immediately to be a number two team uh, broadcast team What guy. about Boog? Boog doesn't need to have this job. Hey! He's not good. How many guys can rock that Boog mobile? Well, it's gone. I know, but what I'm saying is very few so could no have handled one. it the way he did. Doesn't that count for something? Nope. Doesn't count for a damn thing. I don't see Romo in a Romo-mobile, ben. Oh, shots fired at me. Yeah, dude. And those are around the NFL. Obviously, we didn't mention the trades. Mohamed Sanu yesterday, <laughs> and then Manny Sanders goes to the 49er. That's big for them. It would be pretty funny Thank if you, Romo but... was in a golf cart on the sideline. <laughs> down in, he gets chipping. bored. Yeah, he's just chipping and putting. He's bored. <laughs> All right, it's the uh, Ben and Skin Show. It's 105.3 <laughs> The Fan. Uh, a lot of feedback over here on the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text, 877-881-1053. Let's break down with America what get freaky with it means. People want to find out about the runaway emu. We'll be back with that a little bit later. But coming up next in studio, we believe we will have the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban, right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.